Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture. Edited by Jim Harris and music by Mike Hall. Hey, this is Jim. Regular listeners probably noticed there was something missing from the beginning of this episode, namely our theme song. And that's because this short episode is all about our theme song, how the current version came to be, and debuting our brand new theme song. So this episode is broken into two parts. In the first part, I sit down with Mike, talk a little bit about his background in music, and have him explain to us why the current version of the theme song sounds the way that it does and the process that he went through to create it. We also have a little bit of feedback to share from Twitter, where we ran a poll asking for feedback about our current theme song, and we got some great results and comments, which I'll share. After the break, in the second part of this episode, we'll talk about the process that Mike went through to create the new version of our theme song. And this episode will end with the debut of our brand new theme song. So first up, Mike sings our theme song, and Mike also plays the bass underneath that, and also plays the bass. <laughs> he also plays the bass that I use for most of the audio transitions used in the podcast. You like to not call yourself a musician, but a difference <laughs> between the two of us, I mean, as I'm sitting here looking at Mike, I can see a bass guitar and a guitar behind you. And there are amps and other musical instruments in this house that we are recorded in. Yeah. So you have musical instruments and you do play them. Ish. Ish. <laughs> and you also do sing. I try. So you have had some choir vocal training background and you have done some. Not really. Not really? Okay. I'll run you through my brief musical history of playing. Actually, I've very much always wanted to be a singer. I was really young. I wanted to be a drummer, but my parents would not listen to it. So I could not become a drummer as a kid, um, but they couldn't stop me from trying to sing. I really enjoyed the thought of singing. And I've been trying for about 20 years now uh, of learning how to sing properly and learning how to do death metal vocals properly, uh, the different screams and growls that are involved with that. As you probably hear from the theme song, I, I try to kind of layer that some of that into it. But I've just never, I've never had official lessons. When I was around middle school, I was in the school choir. And I was also, I went to church for about two years through my life. And I was in choir at church as well. I got kicked out of choir in school because I wasn't good enough. And basically, I got put in the background of the choir in church because I wasn't good. Because I had no idea what I was doing. And nobody was really training me, telling me what I was supposed to do. I was just talking loudly, pretty much. And that's what I thought I was supposed to do. I was very wrong. But at the same time in church, I was also in the bell choir. And while I was basically getting pushed out the door for regular choir, in the bell choir, I was being moved up quite a bit. So in bell choir, if you're not familiar, the, the big handheld bells oh, yeah. that you're playing, as a male, usually you start with the big bells because you can actually hold them and you've got maybe two or four that you're responsible for. When the choir director realized that I was not only on beat, but actually knew what I was doing and could do it well... I ended up getting moved up to where I had about 10 to 12 bells that I was responsible of. So I was hitting like three or four at a time, but I can't read music. 
So what I would do oh. is I would take, I would figure out which note on the page corresponded to which bell, and I would actually create a different symbol for each bell and just write it on the page. So I was reading my symbols rather than reading the music. Oh. So I can, I can read the timing of the music. I can read what type of note it is. I just don't know, is that an A? Is that an A flat or, or whatever it is? I, I don't know how to read that. Okay. But I could correspond to that symbol is going to play an eighth note on this bell. Okay. And I could read that. And I had a really good. And I actually, <laughs> that was, again, 25 years ago, give or take. And I actually just last summer ran into that choir director and she recognized me right away. And she remembered all that, which was crazy to me. So yeah, that, that was my background of trying to learn. And then started getting the metal, started trying to learn how to do vocals. I thought I was okay at it. I was absolutely terrible, but I thought I was okay. And I started trying to write music. So I picked up a bass guitar. A good friend of mine played bass as well. He was learning, so I figured I could probably pick up a little bit on him and just use that to write a basic line to write my vocals to. And somebody that could actually play could expand it from there. Turned out, actually, I could pick up, I could pick up the bass and play fairly well for somebody that's never had lessons, but not great. And then recently, not too long ago, I picked up the guitar because it was like $20. And I was like, <laughs> eh, fill around with it, see if I can learn how to play it. I can't. <laughs> I don't have the dexterity for that. When we first started the podcast, we weren't really sure on a lot of things what we wanted to try to do. But mm. you seem to be very excited about the idea of creating a theme song for the podcast. And I was like, go for it, man. If you want to do it, I cannot help at all in that <laughs> regard. In fact, most of the time, Mike will ask me, he'll play something or sing something and ask me what I think. And I'm like, sounds good to me. So I've been very unhelpful, the music side of the podcast. So give us a little bit of insight into the evolution of the theme song for our podcast. All right. You may not even remember this, but actually it kind of started where we were playing uh, board games and you just mentioned off the side, hey, could you write a theme song of some sort? Something like, it's the fanboy and the hater, something like that. And that, that's how you said it. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably come up with something. So I kind of took that melody that you had kind of actually started with a little bit, even though you had no idea that you were actually <laughs> doing a melody. And as we were playing the game and then more so on the 20-minute drive home, I just kind of kept playing it over and over my head and figured out, hey, maybe this would work for a bass line, something like this. It's the fanboy and the hater One who loves joy and one like Vader One loves pop culture one thinks it's torture They both think they're right So let's hear them fight Reviewing movies And what's on TV It's the fanboy And the hater The reason that it sounds the way that it does At this point I have a lot of musician friends But one in particular I'd asked uh, He's an amazing guitarist I had asked him if he would come in and record guitars for it because I can't play the guitar. And I wanted to complete it and make it an actual song as much as possible. And he said, yes, uh, I sent him what I was hoping to do with it. And I never heard back from him, really. So I'm assuming either he just got really, really busy because he does have a family and children and stuff like that. Or he heard what I was intending to do and went, nope, I don't want any involvement with that <laughs> because he's a real musician and I'm not. So part of the reason that I had layered so many different versions of the vocals into it was because it just sounded so bland and empty with just the bass 
in one line of vocals that I thought I'd try to thicken it up with different versions of the vocals. Yeah, that was the thing. Again, I was completely unhelpful in this regard. Like the very first version of our theme song was very much as you acoustically singing Mm -hmm. and barely perceptible bass in the backgrounds. Yeah. And then we turn that into something, uh, you turn that into something very different for what is now still the, the official theme song that's been in all of our episodes so far. So for those like myself who are completely ignorant of the process, when you say you layered stuff, what, what does that actually mean? Oh, so I just basically re-recorded it with different pitches and different tones over and over again to make it just thicken it up a little bit. So it sounds more like a chorus of different voices rather than just one singular Johnny Cash type voice going straight through. So it's your voice backing up your voice, backing up your voice. Right. I I think I recorded it. I think there's seven different layers of different voices in that six or seven different layers in there. The first version, again, I did it just very clean. I didn't put any effects on it. The second version, which is what's there now, I put some some effects to make it kind of sound a little bit thicker again. And again, just for for the non-musicians amongst us, like myself, because you you have often, this is again, I've been very unhelpful to Mike. He'll be like, here's it with effects, and here's it without effects. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to listen to. (laughs) So what does it mean when you say with effects and without effects? Because again, I'm completely ignorant of music. Maybe a lot of the people who are listening to this episode are like, Jim, you're a fucking moron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the second one. Which is actually true in relation to this. But yeah, I, I'm completely ignorant when it comes to music. So what when you say so, with effects, what does that mean? Absolutely clean to be like us talking right now. Okay. There's nothing else there. It's just our voice. Okay. With an effect, basically it gives like a distortion or like an echoey sound like you're in a hall or something like that. Okay. There's different effects to it that make it sound just a little bit different. Okay. And you, you do that, again, to add a little bit of thickness to it. Otherwise, it just ends up falling flat a little bit. You also do it to cover up slight mistakes. Okay. So I am I am very much known, and if any of you out there are musicians, you probably absolutely hate the theme song because I am known for being about a quarter step off, off of the note. So a little bit flat or a little bit sharp, never directly on the note. So having effects on there helps hide that a little bit. Okay. Not greatly, but a little bit. So yeah, that's that's partially why I do that, because I know I'm I know I'm off. I'm always a little bit off. I'm a little bit tone deaf. For those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you'll know you know that in our intro we play the theme song, and then after it, I basically make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike had to write the joke for me because I had no <laughs> idea what to say. So you had me say that it was like out of tune and the timing was off. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> Um, both so I, but yeah, so it seems like I'm ragging them. I have no idea what that means. Mike wrote this site. This is what you should say. Musicians will find this funny. Yeah, <laughs> I I know my vocals are out of tune. The bass was probably a little bit out of tune as well. And I knew the timing was off because I made it and I knew the timing was <laughs> off. I didn't play it to a metronome. I didn't play it to any kind of beat. I just played it and and doing the vocals over the bass. I could just feel that the timing was off. I knew it was off. Again, I, I've always wanted to play drums. Again, going back to playing the bells, I know timing. I can feel timing for the most part, and so I can feel when it's off. The other really like annoyingly stupid question I've asked you several times is, it sounds like you're singing at the same time that the bass is playing, and it, so it doesn't seem like there's music in between the lyrics. Yeah. And again, I don't know the right vocabulary to say that properly. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, I, I kind of designed it that way as well. Okay. Again, hoping, I was trying to turn the bass up a little bit more to hide the fact that I was out of tune to kind of hide behind the vocals behind the bass a little bit more, to be honest, because I just knew the vocals were going to be a little bit off on that. So that that's kind of part of it. So I'm just following the bass line. Now, I am in the process of redoing that whole thing, re-recording it. The timing is going to be a little bit different. Hopefully, the timing is closer to being on this time. And I'm also changing up the vocal cadence a little bit as well to hear the music a little bit more so it is separate. So that is a thing. And you're um, also shortening it too. The the lyrics you said are becoming shorter. I actually yeah. like the lyrics of our of our theme song, but you're shortening it up too so that the whole song is overall shorter or well, since you bring it up. <laughs> so the initial version of the theme song when I first wrote it was a lot shorter. It was only four bars of vocals. Then you had asked me to add more into it to give a better explanation of what we're actually doing in the podcast. And some of the feedback that I've gotten from people that I know is, hey, that theme song's too long. You need to shorten it up a little bit. And so I'm kind of taking bits and pieces of the original and what you had said uh, that you wanted in it, just kind of changing it up a little bit, hopefully shortening it up a little bit, making it a little bit easier to listen to so it doesn't draw on quite as... Because it does... And I felt it when I was creating that one as well, that it just kind of went on a little bit longer than it needed to. It felt like it was too drawn out. So I'm trying to compress it a little bit more and make it, make it flow a little bit better. I, I'd imagine the, the feedback that we would get from the original is, we don't like the metal vocals that are in the background. You should probably take those out. Even though if there's anything that I do well vocally, it's the metal vocals that <laughs> I do okay. Yeah, that was the only thing I could kind of give Mike feedback on is is that he created multiple different versions of the vocals. And one of them was definitely discernibly metal <laughs> version of the lyrics, which I think was probably the one you liked the best. And I was like, I don't like that one. Yeah, <laughs> which I understand. That's that's pretty common. A lot of people don't like that vocal style. And that's why a lot of people don't like metal in general. Usually it's the vocals that take people out of it. But it's it's what I do like. Part of it being actually is it's the harder thing to do. And it's very difficult to do metal vocals and not hurt yourself. Mike had talked in that segment that we just played about imagining what some of the feedback might have been like about our current theme song. So I ran a poll asking what you thought of our current theme song. And I gave you four choices because that's the way Twitter polls work. Those choices were, like it, pretty catchy, hate it, out of tune, nice, but too many lyrics, and don't use a theme song. The results of the poll are... 58% of you said, like it, pretty catchy. 25% of you said, nice, but too many lyrics. And 17% of you said, hate it, out of tune. Thankfully, no one voted for, don't use a theme song, which was the fourth choice. In addition to the votes, we also got some notable comments. Our friends over at the Grief Burrito podcast said, I don't hate it, but it's a little out of tune, so it makes me feel a little dissonance. Our friends over at the History Cash podcast said, I love it. I think it's funny and catchy and sets up a personable feel for the whole show. And our friends over at Huh? podcast said, It does become an earworm, so kudos for that. So kudos to everyone who participated in our Twitter poll and took the time to give us some feedback on our current theme song. We appreciate it. Social shout out! Are you looking for some great indie podcasts to listen to? 
check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, where you can find a list of great indie podcasts, get links to their official websites, and even listen to some of their episodes without needing to create an account or log in. Here's an example of one of the great indie podcasts you can find on Pod Nation. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I'm Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. How dare I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. Results may vary. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Another thing that went wrong with trying to record the current version of the theme song, I didn't realize how soon we were going live. I thought I had about <laughs> another month to work on it. And Jim was like, it was a Wednesday, and Jim goes, yeah, we're going live on Sunday. I was like, oh, crap. So that version literally was recorded in about 40 minutes and just thrown out there. And to me, it was never intended to be the full. It was intended to just go be a temporary thing. So that's why I'm re- redoing it. And actually, I re- ended up recording two versions of the theme song. We'll get to that. As usually happens when recording music, it did not end up the way I expected it to. There was a lot of hiccups and complications and just on-the-fly changes that ended up working and some that didn't work. So the process of the new version, again, the the friend that plays guitar that I wanted to come in just couldn't make it, couldn't get it to work. So I decided to play guitar myself. I don't play guitar, but I did. He plays guitar better than I do. (laughs) So really, it kind of came down to I I pulled out my guitar because I do have one. Figured maybe I would learn at some point because actually one of my main goals in life i do want to completely record a full song completely on my own that i did everything so i'm gonna have to learn how to play guitar at least a little bit i don't know if this actually counts as completing that or not i don't think it does so i pulled out the guitar and i plugged it in and i started playing and realized that i'm gonna need some effects on this guitar some distortion and the pa i have that i use for vocals does not have those effects Neither does the recording software that that we're using because we're just using the free Audacity. So I just went to Amazon. I ordered a little box that's got some effects on it. And it also has drum beats on it because I do not have a drum set. So how am I going to play the drums if I do not have a drum set? So kind of got the timing figured out with the drums on that. Decided which one I wanted to use. Set that. Then I went through and recorded the bass to the drums, which means the bass is actually almost on beat this time. That was kind of nice. And then I went a little too in-depth. I started looking at this less as a theme song and more of an actual song. Can I interject? What is the difference between a theme song and a real song? (laughs) A theme song is usually very simple and just, hey, welcome to the show, the end, whereas an actual song has more complexities to it normally. And, I mean, it changes. So like a jingle versus a song type of a thing? Okay. Yeah. All right. So what I started trying to do is I actually tried coming up with melodies to almost make it like a lead guitar and a rhythm guitar playing both at the same time. Do you understand the the lead versus rhythm (laughs) at all? (laughs) All Ah, stupid.
So when it comes to music, I do not know anything. So basically, the rhythm is usually kind of just the bass. This is what the song is, and it stays consistent, whereas the lead plays different notes that flow with the rhythm. So it's on the same scale, but playing different things. Okay. So they're not playing exactly the same thing. They're playing slightly different things, just in the same scale, so that the sound of the notes match instead of fighting against each other. Okay, so it's more melodic. Yeah. Okay. So, for instance, if I were to just pick up a guitar and play something, it may sound good, and I could play something completely different on top of that, and if the notes aren't in the same scale or or close to each other, it's just going to sound like a mess. But if they're in the same scale and the rhythm matches, then it can sound really good. It can add a lot more depth to the song. Okay. So I tried doing that. And I did that. I played one version of the guitar that matched the bass exactly. And then another version of the guitar that was a different, completely different line. And I sent that to you to ask you what you thought of it. You said it sounded like a bunch of mush. (laughs) There was too much going on. It seemed like a cacophony of the the instruments fighting with each other. Yeah. And because I I, I use musical terminology well. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, I was probably eight to 12 hours into working on it. And I was actually kind of happy with that version. So that was a little depressing. But Crusher of dreams. <laughs> Jim, how you doing? But then the funny part was, and we've actually had this discussion a few times off mic, how when you listen to music, you don't really even hear the music. You're just listening to the vocals. Yes. And so the really funny thing is I then showed you, because when I sent you that, I, just, I was thinking, hey, could you get back to me right away? Because I'm working on this now. And you're like, hey, I'll listen to it later. And let you know, I'm like, well, I'm working on it now. So I just kept going with it and started recording vocals to it. So then later I showed you the exact same thing with vocals on it. You're like, oh, I like this. (laughs) The only (laughs) thing that changed is I'd added vocals. (laughs) And there you have it, folks. Yet another example of why Mike wants to kill me anytime we talk about music. I am so incredibly unhelpful in this process. It is really pitiful. But you actually weren't wrong. It did sound kind of messy. There, there was a lot going on. It was hard to pick out different parts. And that's where I mean, if it was an actual song, that would work because those complexities are good to me in a song. But for a jingle, it was too much. So I took out the guitar that's doing exactly the same thing as the bass and just left the guitar that's doing the, the different version. And then I started working on the vocals. And the timing, like I, I re-recorded that. I can't even tell you how many times I re-recorded the, the guitar just to try to get the sound right, the actual like guitar sound, with getting the right effects on it to make it sound the way I wanted it to, which honestly, the gizmo that I got for the effects did not have the exact sound that I wanted. So it's still not exactly what I wanted, but it never will be. So I kind of got that where, where it was at. And then I started trying to do vocals and... It became abundantly clear to me yet again that I just am not good at clean vocals. I don't have it in me. I can make the sounds. I can I can hit notes, but I just do not have the vocal clarity because I'm not trained. I've never taken voice lessons, and I just don't know how to make those sounds, partially because I haven't spent a lot of time trying to make those sounds because I do metal vocals for the most part. And so I probably did seven or eight versions of the vocals and trying to do it different styles, different ways. I'd kind of settled on a grungy sound. 
which is the one that I showed you that you said you liked. But during that process, I ended up at the end just getting really frustrated and just doing two versions of metal vocals on it, which I really liked. And then your response was, it sounds like loud screaming. Yeah. Like my normal reaction to metal. So sorry, again, metal fans who listen to the show. I'd be interested to hear feedback from from people who are far more musically literate than I am. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially it's be hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt Mike's feelings. But no, feel I, free. It's terrible, and I know it. Is it fair to say you're most proud of the of the metal lyrics because that's the the metal vocals? I'm sorry, that's the style that you're used to doing. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm sure that there are metal fans that if they listen to the metal version, would be like, that's awesome. That should be your theme song. So that's what I mean. That's and then why the we... other 98% of yeah. the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think when we ran our poll, I think we got 18% of our voters said that they like metal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, see. we'll see. Who knows? They might have been talking about like power metal or something, too. So there's. Oh, yeah. Again, that is a very broad yeah. definition in there. But yeah, that is definitely the, the style that you felt most comfortable in. I, again, I still say... And maybe it's more because, again, grunge and alternative is kind of like my sweet spot in terms of music that I, one of the major broad genres of music that I like to listen to. So maybe that's what sounds the best to me. And again, it may also be for the stupidest reason that I can hear the lyrics really well when you sing in the (laughs) grunge style. So again, the whole like, is the, the vocal quality good or anything like that? I can give you nothing but blank stares, but it's like, I can understand the words. One, because again, I focus on lyrics and not music. So I really liked the grunge versions, but Mike did not. Yeah. So really at this point, I just got really frustrated with myself in general, because this was also kind of the point where it was really coming through that my idea with the guitar, with doing the different version of guitar riff that's different than the bass riff, might not work i got frustrated and angry and fed up and like you know what this is i did shorten it but it still feels too long so i just just started over extremely shortened it recorded the guitars the same as the bass finished that up and realized you know what the longer version could be okay as well (laughs) so ended up deciding just do two versions the longer version and then the shorter version and you had said maybe use the longer version when we're actually going to go back and forth and kind of fight on a movie a little bit and the shorter version for the other episodes that aren't the standard episodes yeah the lyrics that you settled on for the abbreviation i i love actually to be honest the original lyrics for our theme song but like ed mike had explained before i kind of forced him to add more sections to it because of things i wanted to hear in the lyrics which was probably unnecessary when you when you listen to like the regular intro portion of the beginning of our episodes. It's kind of redundant because we say a lot of the same things and just speaking. I force you to put those in the lyrics and the theme song. So that's in part why the theme song was so long. The shorter lyrics, I, I think, are great, too. But like you said, the short version is for those episodes, kind of like this one where we're not going back and forth fanboy be hater style arguing about a movie or a TV show, and we're just having a discussion about something. And then the longer version sort of emphasizes that more fighting over a review type of style. Now, to be fair, I think that the only issue really, I think people really had with the longer version is just 
it just kept going for so long and one listen to it fine but at the beginning of every episode it's like come on move on get to the next thing i've heard this before it's not exactly a top 40 hit let's <laughs> let's wrap it up here so and i i again as we stated before i i i felt it while recording it and even this one the longer version i kind of felt it but it feels more abbreviated and i sped it up a little bit as well the beat the tempo's faster so when I went back to the longer version and I was kind of playing around with trying to figure out, because at this point I hadn't really deleted any of the past attempts. So I even had like the old guitar versions and stuff. And so I was going through all the different tracks, trying to figure out what was what and label them and stuff and playing with the sound levels. And that was kind of the main thing at this point was I was messing with the sound levels of each track to try to balance it. And to do that, what I was doing is I was soloing a track setting the sound level, then going to the next track and soloing. So soloing means muting all of the other tracks. Right. And so what I ended up actually accidentally doing while doing that was instead of just soloing the next track, I unsoloed track that I'd been working on, which then unmuted all of the other tracks, including all, I think, probably eight vocal tracks that I had different ways. And I did not even realize it, but most of the vocal tracks actually lined up really well. He accidentally stumbled on something that I thought <laughs> sounded pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super happy with it, but I think it sounds kind of cool the way it is. It, it almost sounds like a, a gang of people singing our song, <laughs> which I actually kind of dig. I, I kind of like that. So it's like, hey, what do you think about this? I accidentally did this. And you said, I love it. So that's that's where we end up. I played around with the sound levels a little bit more to try to balance it out. So it's not ear crushing at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> and then kind of did the same thing with the, the shorter version. I was like, hey, it worked for that one. Why don't I do it again for the shorter version? The shorter version, I only have, I think, three or four vocal tracks on the shorter version. So it's not quite as blaring. But if you care to listen closely, you can pick out all the different versions including the two metal versions that I did. They're back there. Towards the end of the longer version, you can hear them because I hold the notes out a little bit longer so you can kind of hear them come through a little bit more. I and some of our other friends think Mike is being too hard on himself. I actually think... What uh, friends? <laughs> what? You can't see the 100 <laughs> people here with us in the studio who are doing such a great job of being really quiet while we record. No, some of our other friends that have been nice enough to start listening to our podcast, we think it, the song is good. You're being very hard on yourself. And again, you're talking to someone who doesn't know any better. So when I say it's good, I know that doesn't mean anything, but I think it's better than you think it is. I don't know, man. Your, your voice never sounds the same outside as it sounds in your head. And I know, I know what I should sound like, and I don't sound like what I should sound like. And I know that I'm not hitting the notes dead on and I'm not good enough at clean vocals for vibrato to be able to hide that. That's another whole thing that you probably don't understand or know about. Mike used words. I don't know what those words mean. So when somebody's singing and you can hear where they're holding a note and you can kind of hear it going, uh, it's like it's shaking. Oh, the thing that bit. like breaks the opera singers break glasses with. Yeah. Okay. How, how it kind of sounds like it's vibrating. Like the sound almost sounds like it's vibrating between notes. Mm -hmm. 
that's a trick when you know you're not going to hit the note dead on and be able to hold it dead on. You use that and you're kind of bouncing back and forth around it so that you're basically on average you're on the note. Okay. But I don't have the vocal control to do that right. <laughs> okay. So that's that's kind of part of it is I, I know I'm not hitting the notes quite right and I can't mask it quite right with proper technique because I don't know the proper technique. At the very end of this episode, what we're going to be concluding with is we're playing the final version of the theme song. And then from this episode forward, those will be the official theme songs of the show until Mike decides he wants to change it again. Which I probably will. I'll probably get fed up, decide I want to do it better, or just change it completely. Which, again, Mike is completely in charge of the music for the podcast, so he gets to make all those decisions, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I look forward to uh, hearing your feedback telling me to never record music ever again. <laughs> I mean, again, we have had some feedback from people who have told me that while they've been listening to our podcast that they got our theme song stuck in their head. I think they meant that in the positive way, and that's the current theme song. Yeah, so they poured bleach in their ears <laughs> to try to get it out. And I'm I like actually, I'm actually I, I like the bass line. I, I think it is very catchy. Yes. I just I don't play guitar, so it's as about as simple as it can possibly get. And obviously my vocals aren't that good. So now, without further ado, the world premiere of Does our theme song actually have a name? Fanboy and the hater. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is a terrible musician. <laughs> we discovered on a previous episode that a flock of ravens is called the unkindness. What is a chorus of Mike's called? The unsinging? <laughs> <laughs> so now, without further ado, the world premiere of the brand new Fanboy and the Hater theme song by Mike Hall. So that was the long version of the new theme song that Mike was describing to us. Earlier in that discussion, we talked about how the vocal style that Mike is most comfortable with is metal. So in fairness to Mike, especially for all of the time and effort that he put into creating both the current and new theme song, here is the same new theme song, but with the all metal vocals. Yeah. 
And finally, in conclusion, here is the short version of our new theme song. Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review. Reach out to us on Twitter at Fanboy and Hater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.